Hello, welcome back to the No Ratings Podcast. This is, of course, bonus content. You can find this on YouTube at No Ratings Pod. And if you're listening to this, then you know exactly where to find us. Of course, if you're new here, drop a like, follow, subscribe on all different platforms and make sure you follow the people on here as well. Bavs, Raj and Bells. We've just recorded something. So if you want introductions and you want to find out origin stories, go and listen to that first. We are doing top 10 French players of all time. But I'm doing the quotation mark thing here because it's 2002s and beyond now point system i'm getting a little bit tired of explaining this mainly because people still get confused bells um now nah, to be fair everyone was confused when we hopped on everyone was like nah what's going on so let me very quickly explain each person was allocated 25 points they could then allocate them to as many french players as they wanted so you could have given a point each to 25 players but then we add all our points together and that will give us our results from one to ten I think I actually explained that more concisely than I did than when we actually first started recording, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll just play that recording to the next person when I need to explain it to them. Um, so we have our list. There's actually more than 10 players on here. There's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So there's five players that didn't make the list. So we'll go through them very quickly and I'll go to whoever gave them points. Rafa Varane only got one point. Uh, Babs, you gave him a point. I think it was just because he just he's the only French player that came in my head. That's sympathy point. <laughs> I think it was just like who can I think of? Who can I think of? Varane, you get in there. Did you watch the boy Wabi Kazri rinse him? No, that's true. I still think he's overrated, but I, I just think to myself, right, easy. He's won the World Cup. Uh, he's won a few Champions Leagues. Is it you know you can give him that because he's had a very good career. Raj, you seem to be nodding to the Varane overrated. Do you think Varane's overrated? Yeah, I think you look back at his um, career at Real Madrid. He, I think that's been very overrated. I think in his early years, he was a Rolls Royce of a defender. But then you look later on, I think there's a reason why Real Madrid didn't win so many leagues. And that was because I think even the Ramos as well, I think those two are overrated as pure defenders. They made so many mistakes that people who didn't used to watch La Liga that rec- regularly wouldn't have picked up on. Um, but let, let's say there's a reason why Real Madrid only won a couple of leagues in that time and Barca dominated, even with some pretty average teams. Can I just say, I've got a theory on Varane and why he's so rated by the current generation. It's because he's such a useful card in FIFA. I, I seriously think that. I'm not even like, I think he's just so useful. His, his pace on FIFA, because kids mm. will obviously watch that and go, right, he's, he must be a great player in real life. Yeah. I, I really think his FIFA card has an impact on his actual, you know. I know, look, he's had an amazing career, by the way. I just think it's kind of, you get more of an impact on it because he's amazing on FIFA as well. Yeah. I actually think that is true. Crazy. Crazy start to this, jeez. Varane's <laughs> only rated because of Steve Cut. Okay. I didn't um, say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. You got a tweet title there. Um, Claude Makalele got a point from, I think, the youngest person in here, Bells. Um... No, don't. Because <laughs> I literally gave him a point because I was struggling to like come up with players and I thought, oh, let me let me Google some players from the earlier days so like 2002 to 2004 ish and he was getting a lot of love saying people saying people saying he's underrated and obviously he did win Premier Chelsea I think I think he, he won once I think he did he win some La Liga titles as well yeah, yeah. So, there's, a, there's a big quote on from on. another guy who's going to be in this list Zidane on this when McElhaney got yeah. sold from yeah, Real Madrid and they brought in Beckham yeah he said why add another layer of gold paint to the car when you're losing the entire engine so you see his importance oh, there. Oh, 
He's a poet. <laughs> yeah. He's a poet as well. What a man. So, yeah. okay. Obviously, I only gave him a point because I didn't feel very confident that I could actually speak confidently about him, which is useless because that's what I'm here to do. So, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> hey, Football Daily are listening. She knows her stuff, all right? Don't judge her on this one performance. You're only as good as your last one. Um, Nicholas Anelka is on our list. He's got three points. Uh, ooh, Bav's just clocked that he missed Anelka. Ooh. No, I didn't clock nothing. You don't deserve to be on my list. That, that, oh, that okay. I'm just creating beef for no reason. Um, Raj, you gave Anelka a point, and I gave him two. I'll let you start. Nico Anelka, I think he's a very underrated player. I mean, he's had several Premier League spells, Bolton, Man City, even a loan spell at Liverpool, and obviously the Chelsea spell as well, where he was a key player in them winning the league title under Ancelotti. But yeah, technically, this guy was very good. We were talking about Gabriel Jesus as an all-round forward earlier. Anelka was one of those. Um, he could trap the board, he could play with a uh, combination play with others, but then he's also a lethal goal scorer. And at his peak, uh, which was probably more towards his Arsenal time, he had a lot of pace as well. So very dangerous forward in most uh, in most facets of attacking play. So yeah, he's got to be on the list, I think. I like him a lot. I gave him two points, 157 career goals. I think he accommodated Drogba quite well, played off the left, yeah. played off the right. I think he was just a controversial figure. And I think a lot of people sort of associate his attitude in quotation marks, with his performances, but I really liked him. Um, we have plenty of other players to talk about, so we'll swiftly move on. Sammy he was Nasri. in our um, top 10 Premier League, that one we did with the top 10 Premier League strikes as well. If you go back and watch that one, that and Elka was a controversial topic in there as well. Was he? Hey, yeah. Elka just creating controversy wherever he goes. <laughs> um, Sammy Nasri, only one person gave him points. I gave him three points, mainly because he was one of my wow. favourite players in the Premier League. Babs, you're an Arsenal fan. How is Nasri not touching your list? Well, what happened towards the end of his Arsenal career? That's probably why. <laughs> uh, no, I just thought... I know, but I think of like the greatest French players of all time. And I also kind of look at... I, I know it's not the most important factor, but what they did for their countries. And I don't think Nasri had any impact at France. So, yeah, he was uh, one of the best players for Arsenal, one of the streets won't forget players. Um, and I City had a good career as well, but I don't think he deserves to be in the top 10, if you get me. I don't think he's that level of player. I probably agree with that, but I'm just surprised no one else gave him a point. I thought maybe... I mean, Varane got a sympathy point. Makalele got a point, even though Bells hasn't even watched him. And Elka got a point <laughs> just because... Like, Nasri's just... All right, fair enough. You're not... Okay, not having it. Uh, and then 11th, also on three points, so he's also not in the list, is uh, Lillian Turam, but... I feel the two older people in this conversation are giving him points. I gave him two. Raju gave him one. Uh, mm. Any thinking behind that? Or is this another sympathy point? Because at the moment, right, people are watching this or listening to this and going, wait, these are just giving sympathy points because they don't know the players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Taram. Um, yeah, I, I, I did, I've did. i watched a few clips of Taram and I don't really remember him much from when I, I was that young, but... Uh, going off what other people say as well, this guy was a complete defender in all all all, all kind of facets. He was a aerial, aerially he was a beast. He was he was rapid, which means he could play full back and centre back. Uh, and fundamentally, there he never really got caught out uh, in terms of making mistakes. He was a very clean defender. Um, and people are now comparing someone like Canate, saying he's the new Taram. So that kind of mm. gives you. A, um, insight into what type of defender he was. He he was very sound, like, and he and he could dominate any attacker. Well, he's eleventh. I would love to talk more about him, but he's eleventh in the list. So, 
um, everything you said and more. Actually, to be fair, in terms of profile, he is very, very similar to Kanate. Or more so, Kanate is very similar to him, which is incredible. Because Lillian Taram, in my opinion, because I'm older, is probably in my top three defenders of all time. Um, so if Kanate ever reaches them heights, that would be incredible. But we were speaking off air about one player that Bavs and Bells, I think, missed out on. He's actually joint 10th in our list with one other player. But I'll give you this one first. He's got two points from me and two points from Raj. Raj, do you know who that player is? It's not the one you think it is. It's a different one that these guys have both forgotten. Is it Frank Ribery? Give us... Frank Ribery. Yeah. I think his legacy slept on a little bit. Bavs, mm. are you regretting that choice? Bells, are you regretting that choice? Uh, no, no, I did. It wasn't a back. choice for me. It wasn't a choice. I just didn't think of him. That's what it was. No, I thought of him, but for my list, I really because I'm in World Cup mode at the moment and just World Cup content mode. I was really heavily thinking about what they did for their country. Um, I don't know if he was part of that 2006 runners-up squad, but if he was, then maybe that was like the peak of his like international achievements as a, as a collective. So that's why he didn't come into my like fold. I think everyone on my list is a World Cup winner. I think. He he was a runner-up in 2006 with France. I think, and I feel like Raj is going to agree with me here, I feel like Ribéry is probably one of the best wingers in the modern era. Yeah, I agree. Uh, people I say, <laughs> people talk about, for example, Sadio Mane. I actually think Ribéry is better than Mane at his peak. In terms of the way he could carry a team, it was Mane-esque. But I feel there was an extra bit of sauce to it. He could really rip a, open a defence from how good he was in tight spaces, wriggling away from people, and then producing a bit of skill, step overs, the lot really. And he and his decision making was always spot on. Um, like how Robin used to come inside and shoot more. Mm. Of the play was focused on Ribery in terms of being the creator and the the guy who carried the ball up the pitch and, and co- uh, combined with the other players. Um, so, yeah, Ribery, yeah, definitely one of the best wingers of the modern era. All right, uh, joint 10th with him. So now we have to choose who we're putting 9th and who we're putting 10th. Raj has missed this guy out, but he knows for a fact he's missed him out on purpose. I gave him two, Bells gave him one, Babs gave him one. Uh, Raj, I'm coming to you on this because you gave him zero, but I think you've got a reason why Paul Pogba is not in your top 10 French players of all time. Don't get me started on Paul Pogba and his legacy. <laughs> oh, please, I'm <laughs> starting. We've got time. We've got time. <laughs> Let's rewind back to the start of his uh, career. Okay, Juventus. He had a season or season or two playing on the left of a front three. No defensive responsibility. Just being a man who could produce a bit of magic. And to his credit, he did do that on, on a few occasions and, and did look like a very technically gifted player. I'll give him that. Technically, his talent is off the scale. But then, let's bring it back to now his time at Manchester United. He's been played in all kinds of positions. Number 10 when he was first there. Played off the left wing and where he had less defensive responsibility. He's played in the midfield. Each time, there's been no consistency in any of those positions. And I think his defensive work rate is one of the worst we've seen from a Premier League player uh, in the last few years. Players used to just run through him. Manchester United used to have gaping holes in their midfield because of Paul Pogba. It was just a chasm of space. And I think the last time he even played well for Manchester United was probably 2017-18, maybe a bit later than that. But the last time there was a consistent patch of good form was then. That's what, four or five years ago now, I can't put this guy in my all-time greats. That team which he won the France, uh, the World Cup with in France, 
He had everyone doing the water carrying for him. Kante alongside him. Blaise Matuidi playing in some kind of left wing role, shuttling alongside him. Pogba was just there standing and pinging passes. I mean, I could probably do that if I was if someone else was carrying my water. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, Pogba, I think all round that, that he's not one of the best players I've seen in the modern era, even as a Frenchman, um, because he can produce those flashes of technical excellence, but there's a lot missing to his game other than that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I was going to say. In, in his defence, like you say, he was there just kicking the ball around. He did kick the ball around really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he got my one. But you know what? I'm happy if you want to take my one point and give it to Ribery instead. Feel free. <laughs> Babs, you were like wincing at the entire duration of Raj's elevator pitch about Paul Pogba. I'm not going to sit here and defend Pogba like I really rate him that highly. I think he's a very good player. Um, there's a reason why he's on my top uh, top 10. But I think with Raj, it's, it's, it seems a bit... Seems a bit personal. I don't know. I don't know why it was. I just it felt a bit like you made some very good points, but you had some personal age to it as well. I don't know if you're very good friends with Graham Sunez. Um but yeah, listen, I think he deserves to be on the top ten because of what he's done for France and you know, winning the World Cup with him. And I think he scored in the final as well. So it's not like he played a massive part. I think he was one of the player of the tournaments. Um but i I can understand in terms of club career, it's been pretty mediocre. So I can understand that side of it. Can I give you the perfect just... match to sum up Paul Pogba's career? And it was actually at the last Euros, France got knocked out by Switzerland. You saw one moment of brilliance for Pogba where he blasted the ball in from 30 yards. But then you saw someone like Granit Xhaka running straight through him, through him sorry, because he left a massive amount of space in midfield and doesn't have that defensive awareness or responsibility. And it cost France their place, even though he'd produced that magic moment before. So that's where my issue with him is. He's not an all-round uh, developed player. He's, he's someone who's just not reached his potential, which he could have. Fair enough. Wow. We're only on number nine, and Paul Pogba's just been battered out of the list. Um, he's got four points, which means he's got a few points from me as well. I'm trying to find where I've put my points. Um, yeah, he got a couple of points from me. I, I do think Paul Pogba is actually a top-end midfielder. My only problem is, the debate that I have with Paul Pogba fans all the time is, is he's an honest day player. And on his mm. day, with the right tools, like he has at France, he is one of the best midfielders in the world. My problem there is, could you then argue that on his day, Alberto Aquilani is the best midfielder in the world? Because, well, not at Liverpool, but when he went off and played in Italy, if you put the right tools around him, he mm. could do he could do business. Pogba's just more fortunate that he played for a French side that had all the tools at the exact right time. I do think Paul Pogba deserves to be in the list of the top 10, though. I think, like, we've mentioned Nasri, Anelka, Makalele, Varane. And actually, Raj, just out of interest, where would Pogba sit on your list if you were just thinking outside the top 10? Are you saying top 20 at least? I'm having him outside of my 20, to be honest. I think he's a liability, <gasps> I'll be honest. And also, my key point is, why has he not produced consistently top performances since that time, 2018? That's a long period of time. And it's not like he's an ageing player. This should be his peak. Why have we not seen that? Do you know what I'm thinking of now is, what was Pogba's last top club season? Like, this is what I'm saying. Well, I can't actually... Actually, doesn't come to mind. Uh, there's not one that stands out. Maybe, I don't know, 1718? I don't know. Yeah, 1718. Probably 1718, yeah. Was that when he was playing That's... left wing? I nah, think he, he was. That's because he scored some goals and assists. I don't think he 10. actually was. 
was, yeah, his I think his numbers were inflate that, so people can look to that and go, look, he scored so many goals and assists. But I'm thinking of a season where he's had he deserves a PFA nomination. I, I can't think of it, yeah. especially yeah. not at United. Probably it's probably at Juve, which is yeah, going back yeah. quite some time. 2015, um, 20... <laughs> and that yeah, was in Conte's football three four three, where he just had no responsibility. You just push at the pitch and do whatever he wants. But as soon as you give him an ounce of responsibility, Paul Pogba lets you down. And that is where I have an issue with him. I would say defensive responsibility. I think yeah, responsibility yeah. at France, yeah, he handles yeah. that. He, yeah. he likes the responsibility at France, but it comes with no defensive responsibility. Um, Rog, what's up? Rog, would you say Jacques is better than Pogba? <laughs> current Jacques, I'll take current Jacques over Paul Pogba. Overall, 100%. overall. Overall, current If you Jacques. had to pick one just right now, like in your team, like in their careers or even careers. Oh, careers. Careers, I'll go Pogba. I think he is, he's the better player. I think Xhaka obviously had a few issues when he was playing as a six, didn't he, for Arsenal. Uh, but current Xhaka versus current Pogba, I'll take Granit Xhaka because Xhaka will do his defensive work and he'll chip in with goals. Pogba will get the old flash of brilliance, but he'll let me down at the other end and that's why I wouldn't take him. I'm, I'm on side of that because I love, I love GX. So it's all good. Um, all right, so we now we have a choice to make as to who's bottom and who's ninth. But I think Pogba will go with Pogba ninth because three of us gave him points and one of us didn't, whereas Ribery only got points for two of us. Moving into eighth on five points. We've got a long way to go. Um, oh, I didn't even realise. Oh, I, 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 before pre-recorded, I'm chatting to you lot going, hey, you missed a guy. I've just realised I've missed a guy. Um, he got three points from Bavs. He's got two points from Bells. He got zero from me and zero from Raj. Uh, so leaving him with five. Olivier Giroud. I mean, eighth best French player oh. of all. That's quite Guys. high. Ooh. That's quite high considering. Because uh, I gave him three points. That's probably why. Yeah, like I think you. Inf- I think you probably really wanted him in the list and sort yeah. of inflated his numbers a little bit. I mean, to be fair, in reality, like eighth, ninth, tenth is pretty much the same. Personally, I'd have him. Would I even have him in my top 10? Wait, he's, come on, guys. Well, he's top, yeah, top goal scorer yeah, for France. That's what I'm saying. Who would you say has had a better French career, Pogba or Giroud? Like, on paper, it's, you could say Giroud's got a very good, you know, top goal scorer. And he's not even made that many appearances. He's over Thierry Henry, but... Like, yeah, he did it in eight less appearances. There you go. And, and, you know, look at the careers. He didn't start... I remember he, he came onto the scene for France in 2012. And he was like, I don't know, 24, 25 or something like that. So for him to become France's all-time top goal scorer, with all I know, all he's done at Arsenal and Chelsea, so I, I think he deserves to be in the top ten comfortably. Um, and I think eighth is—I know some people will disagree because they hate Giroud as an Arsenal fan because he cost us the title. But I just think his French career is just so good. Won the World Cup, top goal scorer. You know, come on, if you're a top goal scorer, yeah. it's not in the top eight. Are you, say, are you saying the top, the top ten, the top goal scorer of, in France's history is not a, in your top ten? I don't know. It doesn't add up to me. You're thinking I of think the player itself. I get my that. issue is with that international football. You do play a lot of dross, and you can notch up so many goals. I don't know Giroud's record exactly, but if you even go back mm. to the 2018 World Cup, he actually was goalless in all of those matches. Yeah. So I, I wonder if there's a bit of a stat padding going on there with that. Um, I think generally at club level, there's a few issues with him. I, I think, as you say, Bab, yeah. Arsenal, he did score here and there, but he wasn't consistent enough for me. And then. Chelsea, no, he, was. he was never really spearheading that attack to titles or anything like that. So I can't really, I can't put him in that high. I do like him, but I can't put him that high. Yeah, I really like Olivier Giroud. I actually think 
fighting Giroud's corner on the base of goals is probably the wrong end of the argument because I actually think he does. He's actually a better footballer yeah. than he than he is in terms of value for goals because in say the French um, French title that they won, he didn't score, but he actually contributed a lot to the team in other ways. Yeah, yeah. But uh, therefore, I don't actually go like him being the top scorer. Would would that be why I would have him in this list? I probably wouldn't. That's probably the reason why I wouldn't have him in the list. Um, but eighth is in in a French all time player. I don't know. Maybe it just maybe it's just like a a media bias that has built that Giroud's not a good footballer and putting him eighth is really high when actually maybe he's he is. Yeah, I think footballer. he's a better footballer than he's given credit for. Like he's technically yeah. you know sound. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, he's... I would have an Elka eighth over Giroud personally. Nostalgia tax. Nah, bro. An Elka no, actually, to be real. fair, yeah. If you give me an Elka tomorrow. For my club, I take Anelka, but Giroud has his for what he has, like in terms of talent, fundamentals. For him to then become France's all-time top goal scorer, and when True. he started, that's for me, that's all it is. Yeah. I'm just he's he's made so much of so little. Yeah, he squeezed every drop out of his career. You have to give. Yeah, him that. that's bro. Respect to that man. That's yeah, a, true. That is an antithesis of Popper. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, don't get stop giving Raj more ammunition. We spent eight <laughs> minutes of this talking about Paul Pogba. Um, all right. Giroud does get eight because he's got the points. Hated about, I'm already hated by the uh, Pogba Twitter uh, clan. So this, they're going to hate me if I, if you post this as a clip. And there's no if, there's no if, buts or maybe's, mate. This is going live. <laughs> um, in seventh, I can't believe that. Actually, oh, why haven't I given him a point? I, you know what? I was ripping into you lot, but I think I'll just flop the bag across the board here. Um, six points, three from Babs, two from Raj, one from Bell, zero from me. Antoine Griezmann. Um, I, in in fact, actually, I do have an argument here. I think for France, he's consistently been unbelievably good because Didier Deschamps' system caters to players like Griezmann, like Giroud. It's almost as if, actually, if you look at Didier Deschamps' system and players, you don't leave going uh, the best individual players are the best in that France team. You often leave going the not-so-good players are the best players because they do a lot of the work for the better players in the mm. sense of we were just talking about Pogba. We, 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 I think Matuidi, as you mentioned, is pretty underappreciated for what he did in that period because mm. he he accommodated that entire left side. Then you have Giroud up front who accommodated for that front line. And then you also have Griezmann, who even in this current World Cup, he's got a wonderful ability of dropping in and creating overloads in midfield and in the number 10 position. And then he also contributes going forward. His lack of goals is definitely a concern because I do think for a player technically that good, he should score more goals. Um and I also think in in them two years at Atleti, did he finish third in a Ballon d'Or? Yeah, I think uh, in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Like After the Euros. I think, yeah, them two years, he was genuinely in the top three players in the world. But then the rest of his career, outside of France, I don't know if he's actually been that good. And that's why I got him with zero points. Interesting one, Gr- Griezmann. This, he's, you know, he's never won a league title in his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, that, he that won is... like the Spanish second division. Oh, well, oh. I that one. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yeah, on, sorry. I see him as like a a bit of a pioneer of his position alongside someone like Roberto Firmino. Those guys have always been uh, underappreciated because, but what they don't always offer the goals like he said, but their all round contribution to the game and to the team's attack, they make everything flow around them because they're so intelligent at picking up the right spaces, because they're so technically gifted in those tight spaces. Griezmann's record, I think, is still around one in two, so it's actually not too bad. So 
I think he, he's a wonderful player to watch. At his peak, I love watching him. Uh, he made every striker who played with him, because he used to play as that kind of second striker, better. And I think that is an underrated trait to have as well. Um, but yeah, he's probably not one of the very, very best, but sneaks into the uh, list. I think, he, I think he deserves to be there, man. I actually think he's got, if I'm not sure, I think he's got 42 goals for France. Yeah, I actually yeah. did just look when Raj said about goals, but he did have a, he had a very purple patch at Atleti. But yeah, it is, it's pretty much one in two. Yeah, I think this year he's not scored a single goal this year. But I think before that he was scoring goals for fun. I think he's actually not far off Giroud's record for the the all-time top goal scorer. Oh, wow. So I think, yeah, and I, and I think more importantly, I mean, every tournament he turns up, from 2016 home country to 2018, one of the best players to th- to this tournament as well. He always just turns up, and he's got an impeccable mm. record in the in the tournaments. And I think tournaments are the real like you see the real players turn up, the players that can just do it for the club but also do it for the countries. And I think he's an example of someone who said I think a very decent career for his club, won some good trophies and had some good seasons for Atletico. But his France career puts him in there because he's just been so good and so reliable in tournaments. And I think, you know, I know that, as you said, the goal scoring is the issue, but 42 goals, you know, it's, it's not bad, yeah, is it? it's not bad. It's not bad. Mm. All right. Uh, we have six more candidates to talk about. And uh, I did do the maths wrong off air. The, joint, the top two are actually joint on points. So uh, that is going to get tasty. But before we get to that, in sixth, we've also got sixth and fifth are joint as well. This guy, man. This, yeah, we'll get to it. Um, N'Golo Kante has nine points from us. Two from me, three from Bells, two from Raj, and two from Bavs. Uh, and he's joint with Karim Benzema, a Ballon d'Or winner, and N'Golo Kante. I feel like this is a tough one to split, you know. Kante's got to be higher, surely. I don't think you're giving him enough love I'm there. I'm so conflicted, because I think he, deserve, he deserves to be up there. But I still think he's not actually... Oh, how do I say it? He's, he's good. <laughs> he's not... Come on. Two, I don't two, know, man. You could argue, like... Of the two Premier Leagues, his sides have won the Champions League, the World Cup. Without him in that in that yeah. midfield, you could argue none of those sides win those titles. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That. I I think he's he's so important to everything that's been successful around him. And yeah, I just think he's a brilliant player and and done it for many years as well. Leicester taking Leicester to win the Premier League. Yeah. Oh come on, guys. I think you've been harsh yeah. there. No, he's important. I, I do I do agree with that point about he's integral to every team he's played in. Um, but I can't really put that type of player, defensive midfield like him, above someone with the source of Benzema. This guy can do everything in it, 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 that, that you need to as a striker. You've seen him play. So you love Benzema because of the source, but you don't like Pogba. Yeah. yeah it's... <laughs> oh, hey. The but, source, he's got sources, oh, my friend. You need some added meds as a source as well, which means you need some life. <laughs> <laughs> That that means you need a guy who can take the responsibility on his shoulders and carry a team. Yeah. That's what Karim Benzema's done for Real Madrid. Since Ronaldo left, they didn't really replace him and he's just taken on that burden himself. And he's shown he can play second fiddle to Ronaldo as well. He can do everything he wants. And I think now I even have him, this is controversial, I have him above Luis Suarez in my all-time strikers. So I think that longevity is is really winning me over. The guy has won multiple leagues into his 30s he's now become a Ballon d'Or winner at 34 Luis Suarez was nowhere near Ballon d'Or level at his age um, Suarez mm, but the one, one thing I would say about Luis Suarez and Ballon d'Ors because of all the off the, put, off the pitch stuff that Luis Suarez was up to 
he was never going to win a Ballon d'Or. I mean, the man bit people in different years. Every time he was even close to winning a Ballon d'Or, he'd done something <laughs> stupid in that exact same year. Yeah, yeah and he had primacy of Ronaldo. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, but I think Karim, that Champions League season we just saw, that was just, just disgusting. Still, that's probably one of the best seasons I've seen from a Champions League player, including Messi and Ronaldo in there. The guy was just pulling out wonder goals from everywhere. Remember that one against Chelsea? That header mm. from about 25 yards out. Who's pulling that off? And then the PSG old... tie was good. Go on, sorry, sorry. No, I was going to say, the how PS... old was Suarez when you went to Atletico and won the league? Was was he older than yeah, 34? Look, or... He was 34, I think. Or 33. Yeah. But if you look at that season, the goals look good from Luis Suarez. He was a good poacher. But he wasn't doing what Benzema's doing in terms of carrying the whole team and pulling magic moments from nowhere. I think there's a big difference in level. I think if Benzema wins another Champions League and another couple of leagues, Luis Suarez is done in that debate. Fair enough. Hmm. That was a that was, mate. That was a solid elevator pitch. Although I don't know, man. Like I, I think there is a. A tiny bit of recency bias over Karen Benzema, whereby we're seeing like Benzema at his absolute peak in his in in his elder years in the last couple of years. Whereas I think Luis Suarez at Liverpool, then at Barca, there was like five seasons there, one say five, where Luis Suarez was like rivalry rivaling Messi and Ronaldo. And I think there's oh, also yeah. been years prior to that, and then also years post that as well like we're talking like six or seven seasons of Luis Suarez against maybe three seasons of Benzema because obviously he was in the shadow of Cristiano Ronaldo it's not his fault um mm. but that's that mm. I, I maybe I think in your no even in your argument there like would I have peak Benzema over peak Suarez I don't think no, so I wouldn't but I think a lot of people underestimate how badly Suarez fell off I think after that uh, kind of 16, 17, 17, 18 high period, he was a shadow of himself. Uh, I did, mm. I, even his champion, if you look at his Champions League record, I didn't. I think he didn't score in an away yeah, Champions in... League matches for something like 20-odd matches. That's a shocking record. I think it was testament to his decline. And if you look at Benzema now, 18-19, this would then be his fifth season of being the carrier of Real Madrid. So it's actually growing in terms of how, how, how much of a star he's become, I think. And I think that's what I'm saying. One or two more seasons at this level, I think Suarez is done. Hmm. Let's get back to our French debate, shall we? Um, <laughs> can, we've got Kante and Benzema in these positions. I completely agree with Belzer. What Kante did with Leicester, then Chelsea, and also what he's doing with France, I think if you take him out of all of them three teams, they don't they don't win the leagues and they don't win the World Cup. That's I, And I don't... I think they'd, they'd struggle as well because like we spoke about how Pogba got to play his stuff because of Kante being there. It was the same at Chelsea. It was the same at Leicester. I think I just, in my opinion, like the Benzema thing here is really throwing this up in the air now because I'm going, to be fair, Benzema is like top three strikers that I've ever watched or top four at least. Um, Bavs, I'm going to throw you under the bus. Pick one. Kante or Benzema? Who are you putting above? Who? Benzema. Hmm. Okay. Never mind then. Um, <laughs> Bells, you going the same? 
Just justice for Kante is all I can say. No, if the group votes, the group votes. That's, that's how it goes. All right. Benzema fifth, Kante sixth. In fourth, on his own, Patrick Vieira. I think this is absolutely perfect place for him. I think it's... Uh, actually, you know what? No, no. The guy above him shouldn't be above him yet, but we'll come to that. Um, Vieira's got four from me, two from Bells, two from Raj, two from Bavs, so leaving him with ten. Um, before we rave about Vieira, Mbappe is above him, and I don't know how I feel about that, because... I mean, Babs, you're an Arsenal fan. Like, yeah. are you? In fact, actually, did you give? Oh no, you both you gave them both the same amount of points. But Mbappe has one more point than Vieira, making mm-hmm. Mbappe the third best French player of the last twenty years when he's actually only played football for like the last handful of years. And you got Patrick yeah. Vieira behind him, who is arguably one of the best midfielders of all time. Yeah, I, I think it's just that I rate Mbappe so highly. I, I think even in my list, I put him above Vieira. Because I just know he will, what he will become. You can see what he'll become, of course, apart from injuries or whatever. You, you can just see, logically, he will become this all-time great player, like a bit like Haaland, for example. Uh, so I think with Mbappe, he, he might not... Even, you could argue probably right now in terms of, obviously, Vieira's career is finished and Mbappe's just started, if you want to say it that way. But I think Vieira, obviously, tremendous midfielder. Um, you know, compared him, obviously, to, to Gerard and Lampard. And so Vieira's just a different level of what he is. Um, he wasn't a goal-scoring midfielder. But in terms of controlling games, I think in the modern day, like, you know, if you worked under uh, Pep right now or so, he could be a, an even better player because, you know, he could... I think back then it was more of... You wouldn't have a defined role. You could go box to box. But now, I think you could you would see more of Vieira's passing ability as well as, obviously, that physical powerhouse that he was. Hmm. Bells, I feel... I don't know. Who, who did you give? You gave more points to Mbappe as well. What's happening here? Well, just like you guys put Benzema over Kante because forward versus a holding midfielder. Mbappe, exciting, young, goal scoring forward versus a centre midfielder. Again, like it's one of them where I only know so much about Vieira. I can't say I watched every mm. single Arsenal game when I was four years old live. But from what I could see, it was clearly like destroyer but also just technically really excellent as well and and i you this podcast had me watching Vieira comps at like <laughs> 7 p.m on a random midweek what day of the week is it, is it wednesday wednesday night just to like try and get a proper grasp of, of how good he was but and, like he's again similar to kante played in some really great sides right that arsenal invincible side one of the top premier league teams we'll ever see and he was a key key part of that that center that core so yeah, but again, I think like Bab said, you really do consider potential and future and Mbappe, we're just assuming, is going to go have this electric career and win Ballon d'Ors and everything. So, yeah. Just quickly, Raj, before I come to you, by the way, Raj is like 40 years old, so he's watched loads of Patrick Vieira. <laughs> um, <laughs> Vieira won a Serie A AC Milan, won four Premier Leagues, three Premier Leagues, won one, two, three, four FA Cups, three Community Shields, won the Serie A Inter Milan one, two, three, four times, Coppa Italia once, wow. won the FA Cup with Man City when Man City were not great, uh, won the World Cup and came runner-up and won the Euros and won the FIFA Confederations Cup. In terms of his individual uh, achievements, uh, he's in the UEFA Champions League team of the tournament once, he got a Confed Cup silver ball in the FIFA World Cup, World Cup All-Star team in 06. FIFA, uh, sorry, the PFA Team of the Year, one, two, three, four, five, six times. Premier League Player of the Season once, UEFA Team of the Year once. I mean, this guy 
I feel like we forget how good Patrick Vieira was. Back me on this, Raj, and put this forward further down. He's not ready to be the third best French player of all time. Yeah, Patsy, I love this guy, honestly. Um, Patsy, did you man just say... (laughs) Yo, who's Patsy, bro? (laughs) Who's Patsy? Is that what you've got to say of the WhatsApp group chat? (laughs) He's actually in my all-time Premier League eleven. Vieira. Him and Stevie Gerrard is my midfield. Um, and you got to remember, Vieira is playing in the era where teams were playing four four two, so and with attacking wingers as well. So he had to hold down the middle of that park by himself at times. And what he did, he was a good ball winner, but he also provided thrust going forward. He's an excellent ball carrier. People talk about Yaya Torre being that dynamic ball carrier. Vieira was doing it way way before he was. Um, I remember a particular goal at Anfield. I think it was the two thousand four two thousand five season where Vieira's put in on goal and he produces this uh, wonderful finish. Um, that's how technically gifted he was. I think if he gave him licence to go forwards, he could probably be pretty destructive. But he had so many responsibilities. And I'll go back to that word, responsibilities. Paul Pogba, you'll never have that kind of... Pass it to your game. Patsy Vieira will do all the work g- g- going backwards and he will also provide some threat going forwards. And that's why he's got to be in the list. So One and he's a massive leader as well as Arsenal's captain. Yeah. I think there's a big period between Vieira leaving and then you having a, a decent captain, and you miss his leadership in the dressing room massively. There's a huge yeah. void there. Yeah, one one thing is the criteria Nubed gave us was from 2002 to present. Mbappe obviously won the World Cup in 2018. Mm. Uh, Vieira didn't win the World Cup since before. After 2002, mm. so just, are we counting hey, his... Hey, don't blame me, okay? <laughs> um, he won loads after 2002, though. Yeah, so... for club, yeah. But I, I've got a World... Mbappe's a World Cup winner. So, I don't know mm. if that's the differential. Uh, Raj, after just raving about Vieira, you are aware that you gave Mbappe four points and gave Vieira two. <laughs> <laughs> He's confused. Yeah, yeah, but in my <laughs> rant, I didn't put Mbappe down. He bigged up, yeah. up Vieira. Uh, do you know what? I, I say this right. If football stopped tomorrow, yeah, Vieira's had a better career, of course. But football's not going to stop tomorrow. Hopefully not, at least. And <laughs> Vieira, I think Mbappe will surpass. Okay, so you're, you're going on the basis of what Mbappe could become. Yeah. But at this moment in time, you're saying Vieira would actually be higher than Mbappe. I think Mbappe has the potential to become the greatest French player of all time. So, and I think Vieira was always capped at probably top three, top top four. All right, I feel the centre mids have been disrespected in this list big time. You know, Pogba, Vieira, and Kante all hurting out here. There isn't a single defender on this list. People are going to be fuming. Um, right, this top two are locked on sixteen points each, and I think it's quite obvious as to where we've landed. Uh, Thierry Henry and uh, Zizou have 16 each and the, the, the spread of points is so equal. I actually didn't give Henri as many points as Zidane, mainly because I had a feeling Henri would be first and I really wanted Zidane first. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Babs, you obviously want Thierry Henri first because you gave him five points. Talk to me. I've got him actually behind me. That photo is actually Henri over there. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. I thought it was Lacazette. Yeah, I, I mean, if, I mean yeah, <laughs> Lacazette. Thank you very much. That's Henri. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, lovely. But um, yeah, I think with with uh, Henri, I think it's it's kind of obvious, very obvious actually. Um, I mean, look, Zidane's done so much. I can't deny Zidane's uh, an all time great French player. And if you put him first, I'm not going to disagree with it either. But as an Arsenal fan, 
And just as an Arsenal fan, I'm always going to put Thierry Henry top because he's an Arsenal player, Arsenal's greatest player of all time. The statue's there, the photo's there. He's Arsenal. He's Mr. Arsenal. So if I've got an opportunity to put an Arsenal player in the first place, I'm going to do it. I'm sorry. And I think, forget about that, but he won the World Cup, obviously. He won the Euros. Um, he won the Premier League. That's what, I think for me, the greatest player in Premier League history. Uh, won the Champions League of Barcelona, La Liga as well, Premier League titles. He's done everything. There's nothing that Thierry Henry has not won, of course, apart from Ballon d'Or. And uh, I'm not sure if Zidane did. Did Zidane win the Ballon d'Or? Don't believe he did. Mm, so I'll there you go. It. What does Zidane have? I mean, obviously, look, amazing blood. But what does he have over Henry? to say that he, you know, justify... Because even in, in terms of club career as well, Henri had a better club career, in my opinion. I think internationally, Zidane had a bigger impact for France. But I think Henri's club career, in terms of that peak at Arsenal, I, I'd say maybe because I'm, I'm obviously very young as well, and Zidane's peak maybe was before that. Uh, but yeah, I'm going I'm going TT. Okay, Raj, you, you claim to be a midfielder, although you put Vieira below Mbappe. You've put Kante below Benzema. You put Pogba further down the list. I'm starting to question whether you're a midfielder or a bench warmer. Chat to me <laughs> about Zidane. Like, surely you've got to back Zidane in this debate. I mean, to be fair, you give them both four points, so I feel like you're split. The only bench warmers involved in my conversation is I'm putting people on the bench, like Paul Pogba, who can't handle the battle in the midfield. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. So... Um, uh, Thierry Henry, I think what people need to deep about this guy is he has got one of the best goal-scoring ratios that any striker has had in Europe. But let's not stop there. He's pulling most of these goals out by himself a lot of the time because his individual brilliance is unreal. He can dribble past players. He can just pull out finishes from anywhere. He's got a better goal-scoring ratio than Shearer, who I obviously put in the same conversation. But Shearer's quality of goals is nowhere near what Thierry Henry is providing. And Henri was also creating to a high level. Let's not even put them two in the con same conversation again. And you can put Sergio Aguero to the side as well. We are talking about that as well. Um, but yeah, Henri, he's up there. Zinedine, uh, same. I don't really see Zinedine. At it. I, I, I remember 2002 Champions League final briefly. It's a real fleck in my memory. That, that's when I first remember Zizou. Um, but what, from what I've heard, some, this is an interesting one, I think. His league seasons weren't as consistent as many will think, have you believed. He used to flit in and out of seasons here and there. Maybe Rambo can tell me better than that. But there's a famous journalist, Michael Cox, of The Athletic, who always talks down on Zidane because he actually went back and watched all of his domestic seasons. And he said he was more of a peripheral figure in a lot of the games and wasn't as consistent as someone like Thierry. So you can't, just on that, that basis... I haven't seen Zidane's career that in depth. I'll put Thierry on top of him. I want to put a case forward for Zidane. Um, Michael Cox, I mean, can say what he wants, but in my opinion, I think in this current day and age, and I don't know how old Michael Cox is, but I mean, the fact that he has to go back and watch Zidane, I'm assuming he, he wasn't, he's not like 50 or 60, he's probably similar age to me. But I feel like in this day and age, we're very obsessed with final third players. And so there is a constant obsession with um, X player didn't turn up during X period of time. I mean, if that if that's the argument and that Kevin De Bruyne doesn't turn up for three months a season, yet people still regard him as one of the best players, best midfielders ever, I don't I don't agree with that statement. If that's your stipulation, so in this regard, I think when you look at Zinedine Zidane and you talk about moments, he's definitely a moments player because every clip you see of him, he does things that are unthinkable. But I don't think you will. I don't actually. I don't even think there's ever been a midfielder that can 
play his style of way in the sense of he can carry the ball. He's much more he's much more physically dominant than most players. He's even decent in the air, which at that time for like a flary player, if you like, wasn't that common. He could handle responsibility as Raj loves. Um, and <laughs> Raj, like, yeah, that's the one. That's the one we got him. Um, I think the only, and and also I think generally in terms of like a footballer that could take a game game away from a team, it is Zinedine Zidane, and it wasn't like in the sense of how do I describe this? Maybe in a sense of like Luka Modric, not similar profiles, but how Luka Modric can play the pass before the pass or or, or make a dribble before the goal. That was Zinedine mm. Zidane. I think now it's more like, look at that pass from De Bruyne to release Haaland to win City the game. I think that the way the game is being watched has changed so much and therefore players like Zidane have fallen down a little bit in people's pecking uh, peck order. But I think when you think about some of the things he did, they were completely out of this world and completely unthinkable. And com- and we haven't seen them done by by other players. I think the end of his career maybe tarnished his legacy a little bit. Um, but in terms of consistency, I mean, I always have this argument with people. There's only two players that I've ever watched in football that have been consistent every single week, and it's Messi and Ronaldo. Apart from that, most of the players that you're rating, you're rating them on the basis of like, four seasons or five seasons or six seasons at an absolute maximum six seasons. Apart from that, it's they were at their peak for two, three seasons. And Roger's about to go, well, actually, I have a list of players. <laughs> I'm going to say, what about Xavi and Iniesta and also Modric as well? Those guys were consistent for decades almost. A decade, yeah. Yeah, true. The, the only true. thing I would... And we had this debate actually on last week's pod. The only thing I ever felt about Xavi, Sergio and Iniesta is I love them to bits and that they are genuinely the best trio of midfields I've ever seen, but they've only ever been a trio together. So mm. like at Spain, they played in the same ecosystem and at Barca, they played in the exact same ecosystem. And it, they did that for 15 years straight. I'm not saying that this, I don't disregard them in terms of consistency, but I think you can, it's like playing at the park with your mates every single week. Like, if you get taken out of that circle and get to and have to yeah. play with a bunch of other people, I I don't know the lay of the land there. And, and um, also Zidane, as you said, will probably be able to win a game on his own. Those guys need to be playing someone else in who produces the moment. While Zidane will just pick up the ball on the halfway line, dribble past a few, and then produce some ridiculous pass or shot. So yeah, yeah. maybe a that's bit, a bit like Thierry Henry. <laughs> just a little bit like Thierry Henry. Are we also forgetting that Henry is not just uh, the joint top goal scorer for France, but he's also got the most assists. Yeah, on, I mean, really, I'm, I'm, I didn't know that. I'm, He's also got the most, the most assists for France in the history. That's big. How many yeah. is that? I don't know exactly, but I know he's got the most. Right. Um, <laughs> that's that's the best way to back the stats. <laughs> um, uh, Bells, where are you on this? Because I feel like I know what you're going to say about Zidane. Um, I so gave, I feel... well, I gave both of them four, like so, like four points to Henri and to Zidane. I don't think you did actually. My my my, my record in front of me suggests you gave uh, Henri five. Oh, do you know what happened actually? When I sent to you my numbers, I realised my numbers only added to twenty four, not twenty five. <laughs> so I just I needed to add a point on someone. So if I did add five, it's an extra point on. Incredible, right? So you actually given them four each. Yeah, but maybe may, no, maybe I did give Henri five then because I needed to get make up the numbers. But the one thing I'd say about Zidane is he's like to be fair, Henri gets the same treatment, but like. All, all your goats talk about Zidane like he's this majestical midfield being, like a ballerina in midfield. There's, if I suggest going on Wikipedia after this, there's like a whole section dedicated to just what other players have said about him. Like Xavi's on there, Beckham's on there, Roberto Carlos, uh, a big one I'm missing. I wrote it down actually. 
probably Steven uh, Gerrard. Oh, yeah, Hazard, Kevin Keegan as well. So like just different eras of players all look at Zidane and just lord him. But then again, there's a generation of strikers coming through now who say the same thing, similar things about Henri. So that doesn't actually really swing Here's it. Here's the thing, right? I think, and I feel I'm going to get hated for this, but I don't think you can. You gonna we're going to have another Zidane. I think we we are literally we have it's, another yeah. Henri like developing right now. Uh, maybe not to that level, but I mean, Babs, actually, you said that you think Mbappe will go, could but go on to become the best ever French player. Um, therefore, you're technically saying he would he'd have to overtake Henri. That because the, the no, number ten is coming out of the game. Then that's the other thing. That the, but the it, this is the thing, like Zidane, good. like Zidane wasn't a traditional number ten. Like he didn't mm-hmm. stand between the lines. He played like he sort of roamed um, and not roamed like Messi, where he walks around. He sort of went. He drifted to the right. You'd occasionally find him like dictating the play from like the like that Trent position, not quite right back, but inside the right side, right side midfield channel. Sometimes from the mm. left side, sometimes through the middle, sometimes in the box. I think when I think of a number ten, I'm thinking someone maybe like David Silver in his early years or Mesut Özil, where they just hang between the lines and they they try and find pockets. Um, just very quickly, perhaps on the Mbappe Henri debate, would you take peak Henri? Over peak Mbappe. Well, what is peak Mbappe? We haven't seen it so far. So if you if you mean Mbappe is best right now to Henri, obviously we've seen Henri's peak, and I'll go peak Thierry Henri. But Mbappe could do something different. Uh, by the way, to answer your question, twenty-seven assists for France. One right. more is done. Hey, oh. hey, that's naughty. That's naughty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think look. Yeah, I'd say peak Henri, obviously, uh, but because we're not seeing peak Mbappe. Mbappe could, we don't know what happens with Mbappe. He could become the greatest. He could become someone who just has a massive injury and kind of peters away. Um, but listen, I think Henri has to be there because I also think he's the greatest Premier League player of all time. Whereas, could mm. you say Zidane's the greatest La Liga player of all time? Probably not. The best Serie A player of all time? Probably not. Uh, look, amazing, amazing mm. French career. Zidane for France was better than Henri. That saying, Henri has the most goals and most assists. But in terms of club career, Henri was just so good, especially at Arsenal. That I just give it to Thierry Henri. I think that's a good point. To be fair, that their French French careers are so close, and one's club career is quite. There's a bigger difference. Mm, no, 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 no. I I think. Henri at Arsenal was like out of this world. However, Henri at Arsenal only won one league title, right? Or two? Two, two I think. Two, two league titles. But he won, okay. he won the, the six trophies at Barca as well. I don't know how. Yeah. 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 Can I can I, I just settle this, by the way? Let's just use your rules against, not your rules, but oh, the rules no. that are being set here. 2002. 2002. Past that, Henri's the better player because Zidane's older and retired in 2006. Yeah, that's fair. I hate when my own rule comes Check against me. me. Um, <laughs> all right, that's that's fair. Uh, very quickly on this uh, Henri topic, because I think like Henri is one of these players that, because we all like in the back of our minds go, he's definitely the best that we've ever watched in our generation. We almost like don't even talk about him. Um, where does Henri rank in your all-time best players? And I'm assuming he's behind Ronaldo, Messi, um, but I'm saying peak. So that in, normally the debate is player's career I'm saying the peak of every player you've ever watched what would your top three be I'll give you a little second to think about that because I have mine in mind and Henri isn't in my top three top three but exclude Ronaldo and Messi 
Well, I'm saying this is the thing. I think at their absolute peak, could you argue that Henri can touch Ronaldo and Messi? No. I feel like Bab thinks he can. On on his best day, not not Messi, not forget Messi. Messi in his own category. Uh, I still yeah, I feel Ronaldo and Messi is obviously still better on their day as well. But I think in top in terms of top three, you'd have to put R nine. Uh, but this is two thousand and two, by the way. Yeah. So, it, it from past two thousand and two, greatest three players of all time. You could argue Thierry Henry. Mm. Past two thousand and two, past two thousand and two, uh, it's you can argue other players as well. It's not like he's a clear standout third option, but you know you could you, if you put Henry there as third. There will be people that disagree, but you can still justify why he's there. You could, yeah. At his peak, but, by this, at his despite peak, that, at his peak. Yeah, I think you because can. some people but, will go out and say, say Neymar's the best, or they'll say some people will say Pogba's the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, not Raj, but yeah, not Raj, not Raj, not Raj. <laughs> but yeah, you could just you could you could have a very good argument that Thierry Henry at his best was a third best player in, since two thousand and two. Yes, because obviously oh, we, we've not watched Maradona or Pele, so they're not in the debate. I'd still take, despite me saying I'd take Benzema's career over his, I'd take Pete Luis Suarez over Pete Thierry Henry. I think this guy was similar, similar to Henry. What, what a Premier League title for Luis Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> what a Champions League as a main player for <laughs> Thierry Henry. A Champions, <laughs> yeah, Champions that... League, mate. You don't get no league titles. But yeah, I mean, those two seasons from Suarez were ridiculous, really. I mean, Liverpool didn't have any right to win the league title. And that goal-scoring record it's still the best ratio out of anyone in a Premier League season because he missed so a few games at the start of the season due to a suspension. And he took that over to Barca and I think he had nine goals in their Champions League winning campaign as well. So, yeah, I think I'd just about have Suarez above of Thierry. Yeah, that, uh, listen, the generations of people look at Henri as I want to be the next Thierry Henri. How many people say I want to be the next Luis Suarez? Uh, caveat that though. I think... Suarez, the profile is much harder to be than Henri. Yeah. Um, that's, that's not <laughs> that's not me saying that Henri is uh, a player. Yeah, okay. that's the better easy. person, yeah, better person. But listen, yeah. you can have your ratios. I'll have my Premier League titles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bells, what, who's in your top three if we're discounting Ronaldo and Messi? Oh no, I was included. Uh, mine was Messi, Ronaldo, and Suarez was my was my third. Just because again, you said players that we've seen. And I saw him do things on a football pitch that I just, you know, couldn't, still probably can't wrap my head around. Like, even like some of his like near misses, some of his shots that weren't even goals, it's just like insane. Like, particularly when he gets Arsenal, it hits the, the woodwork, like on the turn, vol- half volley in that back. So, yeah, I don't know if that helps. That was probably as Coutinho in fourth. <laughs> <laughs> At their absolute peak, I feel like there's an argument. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, World Cup 20. 20- <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, that leaves us with this list, and then we'll. In fact, let's go through our list first. So, um, Bells, tell me who you had from 10 to 1, please. Um, so, yeah, Pogba, Griezmann, Giroud, Makalele, Benzema, Vieira, Kante, uh, Zidane. Mbappe Henri, but I probably will change that. I didn't. I don't think I meant to put because I gave them all four points originally. I just wrote it in that order. But yeah, probably would swap Mbappe and Zidane now. Bavs. So my I've had Varane, Pogba. I'll change Varane, but I'll put Ribery there. 
But Varane, Pogba, Griezmann, Benzema, Kante, Vieira, Giroud, Mbappe. And I don't know why I put Henri second, but I had Henri first with more points, obviously, and Zidane second. Raj? So I had Turam, Anelka, Kante, Griezmann, Vieira, Ribéry, Benzema, Mbappe, Zidane, Henri. All joined. Oh, Ribéry. Hi, hi. I had... Oh, mine stinks now that I think of it. Anelka... Mbappe, Kante, Nasri, Turam, Pogba, Ribery, Benzema, Vieira, Henri, Zidane. You had Nasri over Mbappe. Yeah, that's why I said it stinks. <laughs> I said it stinks. <laughs> I said it stinks, you know? Um, yeah, it does stink. But, I smell it from me. <laughs> you, made, you made a few edits to yours, so I want to make an edit to mine. I'm going to shift Mbappe <laughs> just above Turam, so it would actually read Anelka. Uh, Nasri, Kante, Turam, Mbappe, Pogba, Ribery, Benzema, Vieira, Henri Zidane. That's a much, much smoother. Um, okay. Right, that's all we have time for. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, make sure you follow Babs, Raj, and Bells on socials. Make sure you follow us at No Ratings Pod on socials as well. Make sure you subscribe and follow the pod if you're listening on pod. And we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>